0: Welcome to Woodbridge Wonder. Join our host, Nicole Canole, realtor and CEO of Easton Ivy Homes, as she discovers the people behind the many incredible small businesses that make up our dynamic community.
1: Welcome back, Woodbridge Wonders. This is your host, Nicole Connell, and I am here with the incredible Nelson Head, who is the chairman of one of my most favorite places in Woodbridge, Dixie Bones Barbecue. Dixie Bones was opened in Woodbridge on January 2nd, 1996. They serve traditional Southern barbecue, sides, desserts, brewed sweet iced tea, uh, and diner and takeout and catering uh, are all different ways to enjoy their food. So, Nelson, I have so many questions for you today because as I was reading your bio, how is it that a fighter pilot from the Navy ends up opening an incredible Alabama barbecue place uh, in the middle of D.C.?
0: Well, you know, when I when I uh, graduated from college in the '60s and uh, late '60s, uh, they didn't advertise for people to join up. You know, they just wrote you a letter. Right, th- you're coming. <laughs> 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 Greetings from the president. <laughs> So it oh was. Uh, see, I, I I had a choice. I could uh, uh, carry a rifle in Vietnam, right? Or I could fly uh, airplanes for the Navy. Well, obviously, I decided I'm gonna fly I was, planes. I think I'll try to fly airplanes <laughs> for the Navy. So I did that for about six years. Wow,
1: what made you decide to get out? Just the war? With you I you I had did, enough I of really,
0: war? I did not really want to make a career of the of the military. Gotcha. Um, I um, I really enjoyed myself. Right. Um, the the carrier I was on was the Franklin D Roosevelt, which uh-huh. was uh, old when I got on it. It's <laughs> now, I think it's now razor blades. Oh my god! But <laughs> but, um, and it was too slow. Okay. To go to the Tonkin Bay because there wasn't any wind in the Tonkin Bay, so it, was, it couldn't go fast enough to launch the fighter aircrafts like the one I flew. The fighter. right. It couldn't launch them fully armed. Oh my gosh! So. Um, I went over there one time, and uh, and I think Sink Pack said thanks very much, uh, uh, Sink Atlantic, you know the head of Atlantic Fleet. Don't send that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're like, okay, you can go to Italy, your friends in Italy. Right. You can go to Greece because I kept the Mediterranean safe. There it is, <laughs> Nelson himself That's kept right. the Mediterranean so, safe. So for for uh, for two separate year-long cruises, uh-huh. you know we bounced around in the Mediterranean and we, you know, we'd have to spend a week or 10 days in Barcelona and a week or 10 days in Athens and a week or 10 days in, uh, you know, right. So it was really rough duty. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Sounds like just, a horrible it was, it was experience.
1: <laughs> I hear my so my uncle served in the navy as well, and I hear oh, his he? stories too. And I'm just like, man, what a what, what, what part a treat was he in. Um, all I know is he was on a ship. I wish I knew more about <laughs> it. I was in the air force myself, so <laughs> oh, I was like, were? yeah, I, so I don't really know a whole lot about the navy, sadly. But yeah, he was on a ship somewhere.
0: Well, it was it, it was it was a lot of fun, but yeah. I didn't want to make a career of.
1: it. Yeah, I understand. So you're not from here. What brought you no, to I, Washington, D.C.?
0: I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. And I went to school here in Virginia, in mm-hmm. Washington and Lee. And then uh, I went, moved back to Birmingham after I got out of the Navy. Okay. And um, I was in the real estate development business down mm-hmm. there, and I just kept losing money and went broke. And, <laughs> and I had some good friends of mine who lived here in Washington. And I okay. thought, well, you know, my kids were still young. Right. And I thought, well, I, I, lo- I love Washington. So I moved to Washington um, in the middle of the 80s. Got it. And stayed with, um, and was, tried to get back in the real estate business, and then thought, this is crazy. Uh-huh. And, Still uh, is. the least I can do is, I, I need to feed my family. Right. And so I decided to get in the, in the restaurant business. To I'd literally grow- feed your family. Yeah. Grow- <laughs> I, and, and, and I couldn't get a good barbecue sandwich. You uh, know? It, was, look, pretty, it was pretty terrible. Uh-huh. So I... um. I decided to. Uh, I'd grown up. My family, when I was growing up, was in the grocery business. Okay. In Alabama, so I, the food business really didn't. I mean, it was something that, you know, when you grow up in a in in an environment like that, in a business like that, uh-huh. and it's part of your life, you don't really know what you don't know. Right. I mean, you That's just, the you, truth you know, for everything. You just, yeah, you really don't know. Mm-hmm. But, so I've I've enjoyed it. I had a little. I shared a out in Georgetown. Okay. With uh, Joe uh, uh, Mahorda, um, and he had just opened it, and he he lost a restaurant in downtown D.C. Oh. It had gone broke on him, and so he starting over again there. And I shared that space with him, and he and I uh, it was tiny the size of your office uh-huh. really was. It's was the little carry little out. little baby guy a little hair kid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And his was called What's Cooking and. And uh, we were one of 50 of the best restaurants in, in, uh, on, in Washington. I am County. not surprised. No, but, but the reason we were is because the head food critic lived uh-huh. right around the corner. <laughs> so it was easy for him and, to come over and get some treats. But two or three times a week, he'd eat with us. Oh, my gosh. And we, it was so small, we didn't have a, we didn't, we weren't supposed to have any tables. We had two little tables that, you know, the outdoor tables with the plastic chairs Uh in the front. And, um, and one time the uh, health inspectors came in and said, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be, because we didn't have the proper bathrooms Right. You're not supposed to be seating anybody. Right. And said, I'm going to have to shut you down. He says, no, no, we don't let guests sit there. Right. He said, well, there's only two of you here. Why do you you have two tables then? He said, because after I worked with him all day, I'm not sitting and having dinner with him. (laughs) He's got to sit at a different table.
1: Did the health inspector leave you alone at that point? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: clever. I love that. (laughs) But kept poking their nose back in to see if we had anybody eating there. Uh
1: there. Right. It was funny. So (laughs) what brought you from this great little place in in Washington uh, to Woodbridge? Both
0: of us. It was sort of a starting point for both of us. Yeah. I wanted to see if the food would be accepted. Uh-huh. And, uh, and there was a place over on Capitol Hill called Anton's, which was at First and D, right, uh-huh. up, right behind the house office buildings. Okay. Um, and it had gone broke. Anton had, had opened a second restaurant, and it, it all went broke on him. Mm-hmm. And a family had bought it, and it, it, they were having a hard time and basically trashed it. So, stupid me thought this was a 200-seat two hundred seat restaurant. Uh-huh. Stupid me thought, well, this is, you know, why don't I move over there and start this thing up? Oh, no. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, I'm a slow learner. Uh-huh. It turned out that um, uh, it was a kind of a fancy restaurant. And, of course, my menu wasn't fancy. Mine right. was still southern food. Right. With more salads and hamburgers and barbecue mm-hmm. and things like that. And, but... We couldn't, you know, the, the Capitol Hill in the early 90s was uh, not a real pleasant place to be. Right, I mean, the, I've heard. Uh, Congress was there Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday and went home. And I, we, we were having a real hard time making a go of it. Mm-hmm. So I finally turned it into a, really, I, I did a little remodeling and just opened it up as a a bar for, basically for the young staff. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately for me, uh, there was a, a a number of Alabama girls, okay, who who much younger than me, but Alabama girls who uh-huh. were there working on the hill, and they liked it because I was from Alabama. Of and course, sir, cheap beer. Uh huh. And uh, so, you know, three or four of the Alabama girls came in, and it wasn't long before three or four other Al- guys came oh, in, yeah. and it wasn't long before three or four guys So next in. thing you know, you're the Alabama bar. So we're, and then, and then we're the, you know, the young staff bar, and mm-hmm. they come back over after playing softball. When we opened, the, the there was a basement to it, and the walk-ins were in the basement downstairs. Mm-hmm. And that's where the beer, one of the walk-ins held the kegs of beer. Uh-huh. And when we started, the beer guys would, come and they'd only bring maybe one keg a week or one keg every two weeks and they refused to take the stuff down the stairs they were just you know because they just refused to do it right before we closed three years later we were selling 45 kegs a night oh my god and they had no problem Uh, drinking any beer down those stairs every (laughs) one of them brought it down not 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 a single complaint complaint not a question nothing wow (laughs) why did
1: you shut down the bar
0: that we couldn't reach terms on a new a lease with the landlady. Got it. Um, um, we, I don't, it, it was the, the, the rent itself was high, but there's some outdoor space around this restaurant. Uh-huh. And the city of Washington just went from, you know, basically a few hundred dollars a month to Like six thousand dollars a month for this outside, wow, for this, for this temporary space, right. on the Sidewalk, yeah, so it, it wasn't economically feasible, right? And uh, and and the poor lady who owned it, whose husband had died and left her with this business, mm-hmm. um, she fired three lawyers. I'd reach an agreement, and then she'd fire the lawyer, and then we another agreement, she'd fire the lawyer, so wow. it, it was obvious we weren't going to make right. Any more of it right. So, um, uh, my wife and I came out here and found, and scoured around, and that's when we found this location. Have you
1: been in this specific location so, since 20, 96? 25 years. Wow. Yeah,
0: this, is our, this year is our 25th anniversary.
1: My God, I bet, because, like, the development is still growing here now. I can't even imagine what this place looked like back in 96.
0: Well, when we opened, there, there probably weren't 10 restaurants, 15 restaurants in yeah. the area mm-hmm. that were, you know, any, there was some over on the parkway, but. Um, now they're 350 and I, what, yeah. what, what TripAdvisor says are 350 in this market. Uh-huh. We're fortunately number three. Of course you are. Yeah. We're yeah. fortunate. Um, you know, two high price ones in front of us, but uh-huh. that's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like for you to be on there.
0: <laughs> um, so, so it, you know, it's, it has completely exploded around us. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, I can tell you the reason why I love you. So I'm from South Carolina originally well, and yes. I, yeah. And I got up here 10 years ago and I couldn't find good barbecue to save my life. And a good friend of mine also from South Carolina, I was living in Arlington at the oh. time and she calls me and she goes, well, Hey, you should meet me and my dad. We go down to Dixie Bones every Sunday for their brunch or for their, you're for their lunch, lunch buffet. Right, yeah. yeah. And I went down there and I've been going back ever since, well, like even before so. I moved to Woodbridge, I mean, you guys like seriously, your food is phenomenal. The brisket is fantastic. The pulled chicken is what I, well, I guess the chopped chicken, I guess yeah, on the, cause uh-huh. I get, the potato and the chopped chicken. Almost every time I go, isn't or it? the brisket and the catfish. Oh my god, <laughs> it's, good, it? it's so good. I, I'm gonna have catfish for dinner tonight. Oh golly my Moses, dinner. it's so good. Yeah, and your cabbage. I mean, just like literally anything. Every single time, if people want to go casual, I'm like, let's just go over to Dixie Bones. They're fantastic. They're never well, gonna disappoint you. 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 And when I was reading through your bio, I was like, I was because I've seen. Is it Manuel or is it Manuel or how do you say his Manuel. name? Manuel.
0: Oh, you I've on seen the it yeah no
1: I looked on the website I was like I've seen these guys I had no idea they were your co-founders like they've been with you since the very beginning yeah, which they're, opens they're, up there's four uh, of
0: us left there there's myself uh, Chris my wife uh-huh. and, uh huh Manuel and Richard.
1: That is so cool
0: because I've seen. I've, I don't think I don't know if I've ever
1: met Chris there, but I have seen the other two. And I was like, "This is such a cool story that you've been together for 25 years." And like, well, they came from downtown, right?
0: They they move they moved from from the restaurant downtown on yeah. Capitol Hill.
1: Well, you have to tell me this story. It's like, how do you find somebody back then, and like, you have a, a healthy partnership, you know, 25 years later? Uh,
0: maybe because I don't know why. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> not me um because the business has been successful right you know people get paid yeah and they you don't none of our none of our staff none of our staff work the way a lot of restaurants work right 70 80 hours yeah all of our staff work 40 hours except some of the uh, cooks and things want to work 48 yeah that's fine but you don't, we don't kill our people. right? And um, and we're pretty accommodating to people's schedules. Mm-hmm. And the core team has been together. I mean, there are people over there that opened, well, within three or four months of our opening. Bridget uh, Flattery, uh-huh. the, uh, the, you, if you come in have lunch, it's yeah. Bridget that's there. Yeah. Yeah, Bridget has been there since we opened. Yeah. Uh, a number of the other people have been there How 10 incredible. years, 15 years, 20 yeah. years. Yeah, so we've been very fortunate, which means the team is held together, and right. the core group of the team is. Held
1: and you together. and you, your culture there obviously is something that's really incredible. Wow, and I and everybody, they're everybody's happy. Nobody's ever served me, and they've been grumpy. They've always been very accommodating. Anything that you want, it's just it's just, you know, often Do you want to do you want some tea? Whenever you're on the way out the door, can we get you to go a cup? I'm like, I really feel like I'm at home, and by home I mean South Carolina, well, where that, Southern that, hospitality that, that, is alive that, and well.
0: That's really that's really, yeah. that you know, it's part of the it's part of what you. It's part of the, the charm of right. a southern restaurant. Absolutely. Know? Except we try to do it with uh, Yankee efficiency and do it fast. <laughs> I
1: love it. Well, you're doing a great job of it. So. Well,
0: so we, we don't want people to wait very long for right. to, what they got, and and uh, so we've been we've been very fortunate. We've been very fortunate. We we uh, we've been uh, uh, profitable the mm-hmm. whole time. Wow. And so you know that that helps. So you don't end up having to cut corners, and you don't have to end up. You know, yeah. shaving things off or doing crazy things, and and uh, we've been accepted ever since, so we've been very happy with it.
1: Yeah, th- I mean that's a great a great point that you just made. Is you've been profitable ever since. So, I what is the statistics? Like sixty percent of restaurants or seventy percent of restaurants fail within their first year of being yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. how do you? What do you think was the difference between you guys versus one of these new restaurants?
0: Um, w- we we were here at a fortunate time. Okay, there really wasn't a lot of competition when we opened and um the the uh local cable channel then a uh, cable network jones communication it was a the time then became comcast yeah um they put together remember you 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 you're not old enough to remember how <laughs> this works but it used to be with the original cables company uh-huh. or the cable things in your house when you turned on your tv it opened on the cable channel. Uh-huh. It didn't open on where you left it. It opened on the cable channel. Right. Well, the the sales staff at um, at Jones, which was the local group here, decided that they would put on something called the Jones Regional Retailer. Um, which meant that they put together five, six minute segments of local merchants that could come to the studio uh-huh. and do an infomercial. Oh, cool. And when it started, it was free. Uh-huh. And so th- they came to me right early, uh, uh, almost off the bat, and uh, and uh, uh, a number of other local groups here mm-hmm. that are still here. Some of them are still here. So we could go. We went, and we did kind of a stupid cooking show, you know. And, and uh, we, I had a table uh-huh. and uh, had the food on the table, and then I had Richard Parrott, who's one of who founded, who at that time was making pies for it, uh-huh. he was standing behind me, rolling out dough and doing things like this. So we talked about the food. Well, almost immediately, I mean, they, they ran it like three or four times a day, uh-huh. seven days a week. This so this next thing you know, you just got a
1: line of, of people out the door. Well, they,
0: they came in and they said, "Hi, Nelson." And I'm like, How do you know who I am? <laughs> It was pretty obvious that it, it, it rang a bell. Right. And that ran, and we went through maybe four iterations of, the, of, of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Tina Brown, whose father owned um, uh, a, um, over in Occoquan, owned a, a furniture company over mm-hmm. in Occoquan, a, a, a rustic furniture company. Okay. And Tina was the one, was the host. So we had a blast. I mean, we had a blast. And then and, 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 uh, I'm still good friends with the videographer who started there, Carlos Vega, uh-huh. who started there. I'm still very good friends. He's got his own company now. How he awesome. lives out in, uh, uh, way the heck out of here, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. that way. Uh-huh. Um, and Carlos uh, and I have done a number of video things together. A number of different things. We did some ads. Yeah. We did some crazy ads. We did some. I mean, all sorts of stuff. Why would you eat a frozen hamburger patty from Why would such you such and such? You know, and I'm standing there with uh-huh. a pair of, of, of asbestos gloves on oh, and, no. and a mask. Why would you throwing it on the table right. and watching
1: it bounce? It's like why <laughs> do so many people have mesophilioma <laughs> My how the times have changed. So we had a we had a we had a blast putting yeah. that stuff
0: that's so cool. So that's really what that really put us on the map because right. it ran for effectively f- four or five years. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh And and then the the development started growing so fast that, that Comcast couldn't keep up with them. Right. It couldn't keep up with the demand. So then you had then you had Verizon and you had Dish and then you had uh, all of the other things. So and they and Comcast stopped running the ads. Right. But I still I, somebody came up to me the other day and said. Uh, somebody not much older than you came uh-huh. up and pointed at my finger at me and said I saw your ads
1: no they didn't yeah. I, I wonder why. I you know are. who you are <laughs> I mean I feel like I everybody at, knows I wasn't
0: at Dixie Bones I mean I was at I was somewhere Just else somewhere in a
1: store somewhere yeah. wow how awesome Well, so it sounds like you were a very fortunate time in life to be able, and because times are so different, yeah. Yeah, So if, like, if you were to think about the the new entrepreneur coming in who wants to get into the restaurant (laughs) industry and they are not going to be able to to have such a cool story like this, what would what advice would you give them coming into an already oversaturated market?
0: Uh, You've got to you've got to have a a program. You've got to have you've got to have something that people can identify with Mm um why i think the the um mexican restaurants are so good Mm -hmm. and have been so successful Mm -hmm. is because well first they don't mind working hard enough that's true they don't mind they don't they'll they'll put in whatever time it is Mm -hmm. but their food is authentic and they serve it in an authentic manner right and so when when somebody when somebody like me looks at it right i know what it is yeah and i know exactly what it is and the ones that are that are are trying to be catch-alls, you know, you're in the middle and you nobody knows what you are. So right. the first thing is you have really an identity. gotta have something to do it, or you can be a top end one like Bistro. Right. You know. I you do love be, Bistro. I do too. Or you can be a top end one like Bistro, uh-huh. or you can be somebody like us. Right. Um, it's kind of hard to be in the middle and satisfy everybody. Yeah. So. It, 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 you, you got to have a you got to have a plan for what people you got to think about how people look at you. Mm-hmm. And then you you've got to execute.
1: Right. Well, that's true.
0: you got to execute. You've got it. You've got to you've got to be willing to do it. And when we started, there were five of us. Uh-huh. We ran that restaurant with five people. Just five people. Well, I mean, you know, we uh, were all working our rear ends off, uh-huh. and then we added some more people, uh-huh. and we added some more, and then we were able to. The only ones that, that really, um, a few of us really put in the 12, 14-hour days. That was but most of the staff were on, uh, you know, were on decent hours. Because right. The, especially the the ladies, you know, their their wives, their mothers, they've got children. Right. You, you, you've got to be able to, and that's the talent mm-hmm. that runs our restaurant. Right. And, and we just need to be, you know, that we need to work around their schedules.
1: Absolutely. And
0: they've got to be, and, they, and they've got to be able to go home and take care of their family.
1: Yeah man you make me want to cry it's like talking it's like you're like talking to my family all oh, it's like this, this is exactly like whenever i sat down and was able to talk to my dad about the reason why he ran the company the way he did and i'm like oh i'm gonna cry <laughs>
0: like, well, let's I mean, not do that you, 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 you <laughs> yeah. can't kill people yeah I mean, nobody, you can yeah. work there or you don't have to work there no, well, <laughs> you,
1: you don't you're you going can leave you'll find another job <laughs>
0: right you know if the people are treating you badly yeah and now we're fortunate i mean because the team right right really i don't really i mean i just am kind of there but the team really run that place now, right and and they they'll weed out a problem well before i even know there's a problem you know we'll hire somebody who's new and yeah and they're not really fitting in or not or they can get them where they can fit them in right so you know you don't end up with with a lot of headaches
1: right Well, I have something funny to ask you. Mm -hmm. I remember walking in and like you have that. I think you have a sign in the front door talking about how the breakfast like you have to serve breakfast in order to be (laughs) on the interstate. You (laughs) have to explain this because I've always wanted to ask anyone. we,
0: we (laughs) We wanted to put a sign. You know, we wanted our sign on on 95. Right. And the rule is that you have to serve breakfast. Random. And you have to serve lunch. You don't have to serve dinner. Really? But you have to serve breakfast, and you have to serve lunch, and you have why. to make it there, and you have to do these certain other silly rules. Uh-huh. Um, it's almost, if I was not a cynical person, it was almost like the McDonald's and Wendy's guys went down to the legislature. And right. Said, um,
1: had somebody lobbying for mm-hmm,
0: them. Yeah, and said, uh, you know, well, let's make the rules this way. hmm So, in order to do that, we had to serve breakfast. Well, we served breakfast. Mm-hmm. We serve breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to make the food. Uh-huh. So we make hard-boiled eggs for the potato salad because uh, the potato salad has hard-boiled eggs in it. Right. So I decided we would have something called the VDOT Special. Oh, my gosh. Junior <laughs> Department of Transportation. Uh-huh. The cooks are there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Right. Uh, you can come in. You can order.
1: So your door is unlocked and you can order. Well,
0: it's, it's locked, but you can knock. Uh-huh. Okay. And, um, and, uh. And, and we'll serve you uh, hard-boiled eggs and a cup of coffee, and we'll toast a bun for you. I love it. Yes. Uh-huh. That's all you and really we'll, need at the end. Well, at the time, <laughs> this was in 1996. Uh-huh. It was $25. Oh, shit! <laughs> we didn't ever have anybody in the morning in it. So, a few people came in looking for breakfast. Uh-huh. And, and, uh huh. And, you know, we kind of tongue in cheek. I, mm-hmm. I gave them a cup of coffee and told them, you know, go up the Denny's was up the road. Go up the road to Denny's. Uh huh. It's right about two blocks up the road. Oh, that's hilarious. It's $25. <laughs> right. right now, it's still $25. And I'm thinking, I need to raise the you price. You probably need but, to raise the but, price because that sounds well, good to somebody. I mean, I mean, somebody might want it at that.
1: <laughs> Look, if you actually did a Southern breakfast with grits and biscuits and gravy and all that stuff, you'd probably have a line out the door.
0: Well, we don't We the kitchen can't support it. I mean, I don't it. have room on our line to add a flat top and oh, all the got stuff it. to do that. I understand. So yeah. I have to search around for breakfast.
1: I you know what? That's like I actually asked that question on Facebook the other day. I was like, "Where can I go and actually like mom and pop shop? There's a Montclair restaurant down in Dumfries. It's really good." It's
0: great, but it's a hike for but me.
1: But it's a hike. I know, same cuz you're I, like I you're not going. I go in
0: occasionally and I love it. Yeah, but it's a hike.
1: Absolutely.
0: I like that. Where else do you? Like, well, where
1: else do you go around well, here for I breakfast? Well, I mean,
0: you can go to the Waffle House, which is, of course, but, the Southern food. Right, of
1: course. But <laughs> it's right but hash it's brown right scattered, scattered mother covered so junk. You, Thank you. It's the same place. Uh-huh. Right by the Crackle Barrel too. Also, yes. could go there. Yes. Did you, you know would. they catered? I I recently went somewhere I, and they actually do catering. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I was like, we, I was sitting. I was at a um, <laughs> a friend's birthday party and she had uh, chicken and mac and cheese and biscuits and all sorts of stuff catered. I'm like, it, I had no idea.
0: I had no idea. Yeah, who yeah. knows so so you know getting a southern breakfast this town doesn't I mean you'd eat breakfast I'd eat breakfast uh-huh. but this town really doesn't. they don't do breakfast they don't do breakfast.
1: and that's the one thing that I miss and I've heard it, that there's a place over it. on the west western side of the county I haven't been to yet but and then a couple good places in Manassas but I always ask oh, about there is Chris. a
0: place over in the western side one of our uh, one of our senior managers lives over there oh and really she says you can't get in
1: Oh, really? You it's all the way out the door. It. Oh, yeah, they can't. have a reservation system for breakfast. Well, you know, when I
0: lived in Alabama, like you did in South uh-huh. Carolina, when I lived in Alabama, I mean, there was a place I stopped for breakfast every morning.
1: Oh, yeah yep same
0: same it's like it's called Just the sunset walk, restaurant you walk in and sit down they bring you a cup of coffee they know your they name put the, they uh-huh. put the eggs they put the grits down they put the piece of bacon down they have, the only question was do you want sausage this morning you want bacon oh, Bacon. Yeah. same <laughs> yeah. oh my god and, yeah and, and i and five two minutes later you're eating and five minutes later you're gone
1: for sure and i i, I always have to ask them i'm like is your grits running how long they've been sitting there
0: uh-huh. <laughs> did you put salt in there with them uh-huh <laughs> so many questions like i know golly
1: moses <laughs> Man, no, I a, miss that a lot. Yeah, I me that. too. What yeah. a wonderful treat. If we could only, maybe you're missing, somebody's missing that opportunity. You hear me? Out there, world, somebody opened me a Southern
0: breakfast place. That's exactly right. Um,
1: yeah. I think they would do really well. Well, man, I just, I am tickled pink by you. So well,
0: I'm, ha- I'm having fun too. Tell yeah. me about your real estate. Well, you are talking about me all the time, but I want to hear about your real estate.
1: Business. Well, we, I mean, we we started this in 2015, uh, and it's we're a small team, and we just do it. Because we love it, and we love to help people. So we started. It was a there was five of us actually who started the team together. Uh-huh. Uh, three of us are still together, and then we we're just we're growing. And so we put people at the first the part the first part of the transaction. We're not. Uh, worried about the outcome of it as long as you do right by people then people do right by you and so it's basically word of mouth advertising that we've done done pretty well at
0: how does the business work now i mean you hear about these people like debbie does the buyers and all (laughs) this i mean no no, the reason the reason i'm asking this question is because i used to be a a a broker in dc yeah and and you know all of how you how you either represent the buyer or represent the seller. And these people sound like they're representing both. And I don't know. Some of them that. are. And unfortunately, in
1: the state of Virginia, you are allowed to do dual representation here. That's something that our team does not practice because I don't think you can fairly represent. You can't represent No, both. you can only have somebody You're who, an agent. Yeah. How can
0: you, if you're an agent of a person, who who do you represent? Right. You know? So I you. Mean, that was fundamental.
1: Right. So, so, in, so in Maryland, it's illegal. In D.C., it's illegal. But in Virginia, you still are allowed to be a dual representative. Uh, and so unfortunately, some agents still practice that we choose not to that's one of the reasons why we have the team structure so if we have an internal thing and even if I'm I'm representing a seller and I know that one of the buyers that I've been working with I will refer that out to somebody on my team so then somebody can have fair representation because at the end of the day we need you to be comfortable because we're not going to get referred if you're not
0: comfortable that's correct that's correct I mean I, that, that was you answered my question and i have mm-hmm. always and I and I'm you know I used to have a number of real estate people but I they, I don't see them that because I'm not on the floor that much anymore. right so I that was the you know, that was a question that always I'd hear these people talking about, you know, we're going to charge 2%, we're going to do this, and we're going to do yeah. that, and we're going to do all this. And I'm thinking, how does the agency rule work if you're doing all of that crazy yeah. stuff?
1: it's, it, I mean, interest Virginia is an interesting place. This is kind of like the Wild Old West out here. There's a lot of rules, but at the same time, you can figure out how to skirt them. And that's just something that we choose. Like I said, our team chooses not to do. Right.
0: I, I, I could never represent both people. I yeah. Mean, you know, I could, I, I did represent. Uh, sellers, and I did represent buyers. Right. But I didn't try to represent both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. No.
1: No, it's um, it's a different world out there, and the, you know it's interesting because the technology industry is actually trying to do its do its number on us because of people who don't take this seriously, uh, and it's a it's a frustrating battle to fight. Um, but I think those of just like travel agents, right? So eventually the industry is going to change, uh, and it's going to be mostly run by computers. But at the end of the day, those of us who still do business old fashioned way, I think we're still going to have a job and just how we're doing it now.
0: So well, most people, you know, want to know somebody. That's representing their interest. Right, exactly. That does this for a living. Absolutely. And they're willing to pay for it. Uh, Yep. You know, they're willing to pay something for it. So I I agree with you. I Mm -hmm. think that's exactly right. Yep.
1: And if we don't, well, then I'll just go open myself a Southern breakfast spot, and <laughs> if real estate doesn't work well, out, one, one
0: advantage to that is you probably only have to work on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Probably,
1: you know, I've always had i I've always wanted to open a coffee shop. It's been in like a just a small coffee shop, have oatmeal, and you know, just a, a great little place for the community to come together. And I was real close to doing it before I opened this <laughs> office space, but then I was like, man, I don't know anything about coffee. I don't know how to run a coffee shop, but I'm really good at selling real estate. So maybe I'll just open a real estate office instead. It's <laughs> uh, a
0: funny story. I had a at the, uh, the uh, when I had the place on the hill. Uh-huh. The Birmingham News um, correspondent there, a guy named Mike Brumas, Uh-huh. and and Mike um, decided he wanted to go to French cooking school. So mm-hmm. he went to French cooking school. That's the hardest, isn't that the hardest? Oh, he just was so <laughs> enamored with it, and he was loving it, and he was going to get into restaurant business uh-huh. and et cetera, et cetera. So I said, Mike, before you do that, I want you to come and you be the guest. Um, chef Mm -hmm. one day and we'll advertise to the Alabama delegations and we'll advertise Mike that you're going to cook so Mike comes in one day Mm -hmm. okay, and he's got on his little white toque, and he's got on his scarf Uh and and he's got all this beautiful fish and so there's a a six burner stove Uh to one side so it's a 200 seat restaurant so at lunch we just go crazy and the food's got to get out and the food's got to get out and all of this sort of stuff so, ticket comes in. Mike, I need this fish. Okay. Yeah. And then two more tickets, and Mike, I need this fish. And Mike, I need this fish. And uh, and he's over there doing the fish, and, and it's going out. And then all of a sudden, right in the middle of lunch, all this stuff starts coming back. Mm-hmm. His fish isn't done.
1: Oh no! And what cause, happened? Because he hurried it up.
0: And he just he was sweating and yeah. he was doing this, and it's getting noisy in the kitchen. Well. When you when you start bringing food back, right, and interrupting the regular flow, uh-huh. it really messes up the, what's going on. Absolutely. So I so I I tell uh, one of our cooks who really uh-huh. knows how he was really a good cook. I said, Carlos, go down there and help him. Go get out. Get on there. Get down there. Uh uh-huh. huh. So Carlos goes down there and starts doing things. He says, he says takes his finger and he goes, because you know you can push it, you can touch the f- the fish, yeah, and to tell whether it's done or not done. Right. So Carlos is. Over there, and he doesn't have to speak English. <laughs> and he gets Mike's finger, and he goes, "Done? Not done? <laughs> done? Not done? Oh, Dammit!"
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing. So, oh, Mr. Over, culinary
1: Chef, Mr. Yes, French Chef. Right, so when it's all over,
0: <laughs> when it's all over, uh-huh. Mike is just a total, complete wreck. Right. I mean, incomplete So he writes this humorous thousand-word article for uh-huh. the paper. About how he had decided he wanted to get into the restaurant business yeah. until he'd actually showed up there and gotten screamed at <laughs> by me oh my for goodness. screwing up and gotten yelled at by the the cook. Uh-huh. And he decided he was going to stay in the really he going to stay in the newspaper business. Oh it no! Was a, it was a <laughs> hilarious. Mike is a really good guy, but oh. I saved him a lot of heart. So of he got out of the
1: restaurant business. He, would, that he day. never got. He never oh got. Gosh. He never got in it. He uh. said, this
0: is, this is a lot different than standing there and you know and cooking fish for my family. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I think I have one last question yes, for you. And what is your favorite thing on your menu? Mine. Yeah. The ribs. The re- same. Okay. That's, well, like, that's, that's, that's one of my, things I didn't even mention. It's my mother's recipe. Is it really? Yeah, was all I this, this your? Re- no, up. I have
0: more questions. Was it all your? Is the? Are these all family recipes? Uh, the potato salad and the ribs are hers. Okay. The coleslaw was and the dressing was mine. Oh. But, all of the rest of the food is just traditional southern
1: yeah. food. Can I ask you a favor? Can mm-hmm. we get a salad on the menu?
0: Well, we keep, but we don't have room on the line. Man! <laughs>
1: it's like when but, I'm trying to be healthy
0: and I still want to go no, eat there. No, but we're, 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 we're trying to figure out how to do it a little bit. Yes, we are. Okay. Yes, we are.
1: It's like every time I go there, I'm like, I want a salad. I'm like, they don't have salads coleslaw and chicken then but the ribs they really are the best and they fall off the bone every single time yeah, how really long good. do you cook them for
0: well it's it, they only cook about four hours but the, the the real key to the ribs are that we have a packer in uh, a company in chicago that's been yeah. packing them for us and they go out and grate them and trim them for us so we these are the, you can't buy these ribs in a grocery store this yeah. is this is that's why got it that's why they're so good that makes sense man yeah. and he'll good. get a, he'll get a truckload of a whole truckload of ribs, and maybe he gets. Yeah. Do you make all your sauces yourself too? We make everything. My God. The only thing we don't make are the rolls. Okay. We use the corn. Wait, the corn. You
1: make the cornbread though. We make the cornbread. The okay. Only,
0: the rolls. We used to make the rolls. Uh huh. And then I decided, and and we kept growing, and I decided we either gonna get in the bakery business or we gonna get out. Get of out it. of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I decided that. Oh, I tell you what, the five guys, you know, their yeah. is right across the street. They
1: started here in Alexandria.
0: Yes, and their and their corporate offices are just right across the river from. Mm-hmm. Them. They were having so much trouble with their rolls, uh-huh. and they at one point were shipping rolls to the west coast from here. Wow! Because they had a set of standards they want to have, and right. so they hired a guy, to that that worked in some other franchises to go around the country and build, and and contract mm-hmm. the rolls the way they wanted them to make, mm-hmm. and. They put together, there was a small company here that that they uh, helped put together called Gold Crust. Mm-hmm. And the guy was eating with us on a regular basis, and, and I was telling him about the rolls. He said, never mind. So he called the Gold Crust guys and says, come, come, I want you to come down to Dixie Bones, and you get their recipe and make their rolls for us. And they've been making them ever since.
1: Wow. Wow how interesting yeah so
0: it was so so i got out of the bakery business and let somebody else do it
1: i love it and well, that goes to tesla's like you have to have your niche you know have to know what you're doing and um, so don't do, do things that you're not good at don't don't do things you know i could do. i could definitely t- see that was me in my coffee shop that's the reason why i chose not to do the coffee shop because i was like i'm gonna spread myself too thin well but, you would
0: be you would be yeah
1: but maybe one day Well, Nelson, I could seriously sit here and talk to you all day. Thank you for for having me. Thank you
0: for explaining the restaurant. Absolutely. My pleasure.
1: Absolutely. And what's your address for people out there who are listening and want to check you out?
0: Dixie Bones at the corner of Route 1 and Occoquan Road. It's 13440. Hakawhan Road. I love it. Well,
1: honey, I'm there at least once every two weeks, so I will. Across the street. I I know it's right. It's right up there at the end of the end of the light. (laughs) Yeah, we're convenient. (laughs) Extremely. Well, you're not just convenient. You're also delicious. Well, thank you. So, all right, Nelson. Well, thank you again so much for taking your time, and we will see you again soon. You know, the thing I love most about our communities is the people who make them up and the amazing stories that they have to share. If you know someone you think has a great story and a great business, please reach out. You can find us on Instagram at East underscore and underscore Ivy and on Facebook at East and Ivy or my favorite way, which is good old fashioned email at Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E at East and Ivy Thanks again for listening wonders. This is your host, Nicole Canole. We'll talk again soon.